Welcome everyone to another episode of the Nerd Otaku Gaming Podcast. I'm here as usual with my co-host Robin. Robin, how have you been? I'm doing alright, man. Doing alright. You sound exhausted. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry. <laughs> awesome. Alright, so I wanted us to do a little bit of a catch-up since we haven't had one of these in a while. And uh, yeah, a lot of video games have come out. November-style releases for games this past couple of months. So just wanted to catch up on what we've been playing. What uh, there've been a few announcements as well. There was like a state of play and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, what do you want to start with? Like the announcements or what we've been playing? I don't know. There's been stuff happening in like the past few weeks. Obviously, the vast majority of gaming conversation is being eaten up by the giant obvious black hole, which has now sold 12 million copies worldwide. In less than a week, uh, right? Or no, in, in, week? In, in about uh, less than three weeks. Less than three weeks. Okay, yeah. Two and a half. Which is interesting. Elden Ring, 12 million copies. For reference, like I said, Dark Souls 3 sold 10 million after 4 years. And in less than 3 weeks, this one sold 12 million. And it's like... Yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. Like, the, the marketing and... It, it kind of feels like Animal Crossing in that. That's, that's how I see it. Yeah, I've tried to rationalize how this has happened because it just kind of doesn't make sense. I know it was always like a joke, like, oh, the Souls games are niche, which they kind of weren't after Bloodborne. Like, that's just not true. Um, and I did see a report that said that Elden Ring was the most um, talked about or written about game by journalists and outlets last year. So mm-hmm, yeah. that's definitely like if you have read any or listened to any gaming stuff in 2021, you know what Elden Ring is. Like this is even more than Genshin Impact and stuff like that, which is crazy. I see Genshin stuff every day. So if Elden Ring was spoken about more than <laughs> that, then I, I think that has something to do with it. Yeah, it's like the conversation was crazy. Like I've said, it's fact. It's non-replicable factors. You can't really say that oh, if I do this, I'm going to have an Elden type success. It, it, it doesn't happen. You've got journalists, journalists love from software's games, but journalists are talking while well, you've got a hyper-dedicated fan base, which you can't deny the fan base has had a, a part in this sort of growth. You've got constant discourse, good or bad, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, when you're in the conversation this much, and then you've got your 97-rated game, uh, and then, of course, there's the whole big deal with Souls has always been big with streamers, so now all the streamers are playing it. And, like, Elden Ring is also a massive hit on Twitch, and yes, I know Elden Ring has a multiplayer component, but most people are playing it for single player. So for a single player game to have such a big thing on Twitch, it's, it's really crazy. And I saw somebody say this, that, hey, look, Elden Ring 
is an open world RPG with character creation and customization and builds and the combat is not bad and that's kind of a first probably like, there's not many like that no there isn't Almost. there isn't that's that's actually true there isn't many things like that um because mm-hmm. it's it's very much role playing uh extreme I, I will say like the more i've thought about it uh and i don't want to spoil the article i'm writing about elden ring the more i've thought about it i, I i'm finding very like similarities between elden ring and divinity original sin 2 and the witcher 2 like i'm finding a lot of similarities with those two games and i i do think that the marketing and the community around from games elevated has elevated it more than what it did for say witcher 2 or divinity original sin because I do think they are similar in terms of, I think, gameplay uh, systems and just the way they play, like the loop. I think they're quite similar. Maybe, but like I've said, I think, you know, it's funny. A lot of people do say Dark Souls is janky and Dark Souls 2 absolutely is janky, but you can't, you, you really can't... You really have to accept that at the end of the day, a lot of people kind of like the sort of uh, feedback and core melee gameplay loop. The not gameplay loop, the combat loop. The combat, yeah, the, no. Uh, the dodge, think... the dodge, attack, dodge, attack. Yeah, is feels very good in Elden Ring and in prior Souls, Souls games, and that's something which it feels like a lot of open world action RPGs don't do as well. Or at least the 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 ones which are which do the role play. Of of course, there's the RPG lights like Assassin's Creed and Horizon, but like the hardcore actual RPGs like The Witcher, they don't the combat won't feel as satisfying. Stuff like Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls, of course, will do a lot of other things differently and better than Souls game. You know the interactability in Elder Scrolls. Even if I've never played one, I know that that's off the charts, but the combat does not feel good. And see, Elden Ring kind of ticks that box in that, hey, it, just like maybe something like Breath of the Wild, it feels good to play. You don't feel bad playing it. And then you've also got the other stuff, Chip Nail. You've got the role play. You've got the character building. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny that not many devs have been able to tick those boxes but then Elden Ring does it as well as also doing all the other stuff he was doing before so like I've said it's not replicable it will be hard to see something like this and unfortunately it means that Elden Ring discourse is just all over the place it's going to be talked about I think for the next few years yeah I mean that's kind of inevitable although I do think that Souls discourse has happened for a long time. I am glad though that it's changed from more difficulty because these games, yeah, they're pretty hard, but they're not that hard. I was talking about this with Daniel, and this is something that I've been consistent about. I think people just kind of gloss over. Like I have said many times, like even when I'm someone who says the Souls games are janky, and I don't mean the combat, the combat has always been good. 
but the when by janky i think the recent discourse has made has given me the vocabulary to to know what i mean the user experience has been god awful in the souls games and it's also pretty bad in elden ring uh and that's that's the biggest bone of contention right uh i like i actually really like very difficult games i i like xcom xcom is punishing really to borderline unfair like you've seen the memes if you if you play xcom or whatever or you know the memes right 98 percent chance to hit and you miss and that's just the game like that that's really honestly bad and unfair but like that's the game right and and i enjoy those games i play roguelikes those games are very difficult so why do i enjoy them right it's clearly not difficulty it's the experience when you're playing hollow knight like um i never feel i i know exactly what i need to do i'm given all the information i'm needed i never feel lost i never feel frustrated that i'm doing stuff in this world whereas whenever i played the souls games previously i was just frustrated uh which is why i even bounced off eldering the first time because um when i started i went east because everyone's like just explore so i was like okay fuck it i'll explore so i never leveled up i never met um <laughs> what's her name the, the chick that levels yeah. you up i never met Melina. I, i never did i played like five hours of that game and i didn't level up and the game won't tell you hey man maybe you should probably like do this and this and this to start leveling that's bad that's horrible i'm very sure that other people who've had a similar experience and that's what i mean by janky like it's just it's terrible so unless you unless the game uh finds a way to handhold the player to the point where it's like this is how you level up then you enjoy the experience i know a lot of souls yeah. fans are like oh my god okay oh, now quest log. but that, listen, that kind listen. of stuff is really important yeah i get you but here's the thing this is where like you said it's contentious because there are certain there is innate game design where you where you can direct people like without making it obvious a lot of people you know if you go on forums a lot of people are because there's now a game which they can champion a lot of people are saying i don't like it when a game treats me like an idiot I don't like it when the game doesn't respect me. I don't like it when the game tells me what to do. You're seeing a lot of this now because it's sort of a game which champions that. Mm. But of course, conversely, you'll see people like you who are like, "Hey, I I didn't know this. I'm supposed to be told this. I'll be frustrated by this." And to hit a happy middle ground, your innate game design has to you know, the way your what can I say? Like let's say you you pop out into the first part of the game. The game is supposed to use maybe art direction or let's, buildings let's, or something like that. Let's talk about that to... first plot. Let's talk about the tutorial. Let's talk about the Elden Ring tutorial and how Let me talk about how I skipped it and why I skipped it. Did I see the dude there, the ghost? Yes. Did I talk to him? Yes. Did I read the message? Yes. Did I jump down there? Fuck no. I've played other Souls games. When you jump down, shit, you die. And I don't want to die. I suck at these games. So I just I didn't do the tutorial cuz the tutorial is like jump down in this fucking abyss. And obviously there's perceptions and stuff there, but um you know like there's ways to to quote unquote force a player to do a tutorial. Um you know 
don't know, man. I'm going to be honest. Your, your, your perception did you bad there. Like yeah. If I give this to anybody else, they're jumping in that hole. <laughs> I give Elden Ring to anybody else, they're jumping in that hole. Your perceptions did you wrong. And because of that, you probably didn't learn how to two-hand your sword. Because it teaches you how to two-hand your sword in there. And you complain to me, how do I two-hand my sword? <laughs> I my know. perception no it's true my perception definitely did do me bad there um, but the but fact but look i know what you're saying is the fact that your perception can make you not want to do that is a bad thing yeah. and this is what i'm saying you can't really hit the happy middle ground for example uh you said you didn't meet the level up lady for like five hours or something right okay now when you start elden ring and you immediately look at the horizon the first thing the game is trying to tell you is hey there's a church here come here and oh, and hey there's this giant tree in the back maybe go in that direction and that's why even when you open the map every checkpoint shows vaguely where you should be going and if you follow yeah. those you're probably going to get to the level up lady within maybe 30 minutes yeah. now of course but like i said you have to between, you have to reach a happy middle ground what's between the church and you when you start there's an en- there's an enemy who's going to kick your ass. Yes. So when I what I learned from what are, what other games open world games have taught me for this man people need to you know what you know what all this Elden Ring discourse has taught me people have not played Fallout New Vegas like every everything that all these reviewers okay not all these most of these reviewers are talking about and most of the gamers like you are saying about the open world design and how it's so revolutionary and all that stuff. You guys have not played Fallout New Vegas. Is Fallout New Vegas buggy as shit? Yes. Do you need to save every 30 minutes when playing Fallout New Vegas? Yes, it will crash every hour on you. Yes. However, <laughs> the, <laughs> the 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 open world design of that game, writing, like when you go in certain area, the whole world is open. You can you can finish Fallout New Vegas in I think two hours or three hours. Like if you just go in the right direction, you can do that. Uh, and that's not like a speedrun. It's just possible. You can just fucking find yourself at the last point. Um, but obviously when you go to the end game levels, the enemies are so difficult that they'll just kill you. So in your head, you're like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to go this way. It kind of nudges you without telling you, go here, go here, go here. Uh, if you go left, you die. If you go right, you die. Okay. So just keep going forward. So as someone who's played open world games and that's happened to him in say Witcher 2 and Witcher 3, I go, I, I, I go forward, and there's this big boss that keeps killing me. So I'm like, okay, clearly, I'm not supposed to go forward. I get what you're saying. I, I do get what you're saying. But then again, that's what I'm saying. You can't really. You have to hit that magic middle ground that maybe you will be happy with, and I will be happy with, and maybe other people won't be. It's, it's tricky because someone like me. I, I fought the tree sentinel. I beat him before I went into the church. I found it satisfying. And if he was just an easy enemy, it wouldn't be the same for me. So it, it's weird. Like I've said, it, it will always be contentious. The, how, you, how you direct players in that sort of way. You, you'll always be contentious. No, that's true. I do and like the discourse, like, though, as someone who's a big fan of game design and seeing all these devs talk about game design stuff. Like those, like you and I have we frequented, like we frequent Reset Era, and that and Reset Era is like fifty percent devs. 
Maybe people don't know that. Like devs are so harsh on each other's games. I think people don't know how harsh devs are on each other. But it's not in mal- it's not malicious. It's like it's just I don't know. I think artists are harsher on well. their own games. Yeah, yeah. Games, like artists are kind of the train. There's no artist who makes something and be like, "Man, this was awesome." Like that's never happened with me. There's no design I've ever made which, which I fully like. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you're always trying to critique your own work to get better for the next one. And Reset Era is kind of like that. Neo Gaff was very much like that before it was whatever it became. Um, so it's weird now that Twitter is the only space for that. So it looks like if you mix devs with like I don't know, console people. warriors or whatever, it gets really toxic Messy. and dumb. But it is very interesting seeing other devs uh, talk about design stuff and design elements and how they and go about this stuff. Because I'm currently playing Tunic and it's really weird. Like. Um, the marketing for that game was very much this is Zelda, this is Zelda, this is Zelda. And that's why I was hyped for it. And the first thing you do in Tunic is you go into a cave and you get a stick and you're like, okay, this is an homage to Zelda. And it's kind of like fooling with your brain. And then you meet an enemy and then there's like a there's, there's a fucking bonfire equivalent and there's a stamina gauge and I'm like, oh shit! This is a Souls game! You know, like, there's like a language to it. That you get to understand. Yeah, I get you. I get you. And the discourse is interesting. This because part of it definitely is because obviously there's a language barrier. No one is going to FromSoft developers and asking them, "Hey, man, what, how did you do this? How did you guys think of this?" Obviously, that mystique of then not being able to talk about whatever the heck they're doing makes discourse more interesting. Unfortunately, it brings a tinge of racism because there's always people saying, ah, Japanese devs, superior Nipponese technique in making video games. <laughs> you, you know, you, you, get, you, get, you get the annoying weebs who are being racist as hell. And you get like, the opposite of that, which is yikes. Yeah, and you get the opposite of that. Though, to be fair, I've not seen the opposite of that. I haven't. Honestly speaking, and I'm a weeb. I've not seen anything like that. I've not seen people say, oh, Western devs do this better. Nope. I've only seen, oh, Japanese devs try open world at their first try and they get it right. Superior Nipponese techniques, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes. That's the only thing I've seen. And that is, as some, even as somebody who prefers Japanese games, it's like, ah, oh, please, you guys cannot be any more cringe. But like, it has contributed that sort of language barrier, that sort of inability to be able to talk with from software's devs. So because of that, you have Western devs speculating and giving their own commentary from their point of view. And there, as long as it doesn't get toxic, there is a lot of interesting stuff you hear out of it. Great. And then, you know, of course you've got a lot of people making the joke that hey now that Elden Ring is out every dev meeting will be like so I've been playing Elden Ring lately <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I have this idea and it, it'll be weird we're not going to see games which have Elden Ring's design philosophy for another four years at least which is no, totally normal we'll we're probably going to see Breath of the Wild likes in the next year or two which is which is fair enough but you know 
we'll see how things go. Obviously, what's going to happen is we're going to get a game which is kind of like Elden Ring, but which was but which we're releasing like the next year. But then people say, "Oh, you're ripping off Elden Ring," but they're like, "No, guys, there's no way they could have ripped off Elden Ring in one year." Speaking of what's Europe currently playing, Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy. I just finished games. it. I just finished. It. Just finished it. What are your thoughts on it? The game is utterly bonkers. The game is ridiculous. The script is one of the craziest I've ever seen in a video game. It's, it's, it's When you insane. say crazy, what are, are we talking? Revengeance? What, what are we talking here? Okay, it's it's not as funny as Revengeance. It has a few moments which are like, which are Revengeance funny. Yes, there are a few moments which are like. But a lot of it is a lot of it does feel like incomprehensible Final Fantasy Final Fantasy jargon to the okay. power of ten. There's, There's a lot okay. of that. Is this, is this worse than thirteen? The pulse falsy levels of like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Now this time it's with the words light and darkness and chaos. So you get a lot of that. And because of that, my brain is too small. It checks out mentally from time to time. I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on here. I don't care. And then you will occasionally then see a cutscene, which is like, man, that is hilarious. <laughs> is and this then, game a remake of Final Fantasy 1? No. It is a pseudo-prequel. Okay. Now, yes, I, I've sounded harsh, and I'm going to be more harsh when I say the loot system is also extremely dumb. But I think combat system-wise, this is it's peak fiction. It's it's very fun. It's very fun to play. Like the difficulty is properly tuned. It's got difficulty settings, uh, unlike most other souls. Like, and there's no there's not much of a penalty for dying like in other souls likes, but and aside, it's just fun. The mechanical depth is really, is really, really amazing. The job system, FF, there's very few FFs which fail in doing that job system. When an FF has a job system, it will almost always be good. Like, I don't know how Square does it. Even if this time it's Koei Tecmo, whenever there's an FF with a job system, it's always, always good. Once again, it is really good here. The job system works well. There's a lot of variety. It feels like okay, this is made by a fan of an F- of FF games. A fan of FF games was like, how do I implement this into an action game? And he did it perfectly. And it kind of makes me upset because I almost wish that this combat and job system was attached to a game with higher production values and a more serious and a more palatable story. Because yeah, production values are low. It's a low budget game. But like, let's say you make FF seventeen. A serious game, high production values, great story, good voice acting, and then you put this game's job system. People are going to be saying this is the, one of the greatest games of all time. Easy. I'm telling you. Do you think that this game, because it's reviewing well, it's not reviewing super great, but it's reviewing well. Do you think that this game will eventually like be like, like let's say four or five years from now, kind of like Bayonetta, where 
a few years later, everyone was like, you know, that's probably one of the greatest games ever made. Like I remember yeah. Bayonetta reviewed really well, but it wasn't like people weren't like, oh my god. Just, yeah, being unfair, Bayonetta, Bayonetta was called a masterpiece from day one, with no, the exception I, of the PS3 version. You are being very unfair on Bayonetta. No, no, no right I do. Now. No, Bayonetta was really well, but like right now, it's easy, like easy. Pan Most game. people were calling Bayonetta the greatest action game of all time, even then, because you know DMC, DMC4 was a bit controversial. So people are like, "Wow, this is better than DMC4." Blah blah blah. So. People won't look back at Strangers of Paradise that way. People will... People, I think people might actually forget the game soon because it doesn't have enough meme moments. Like, maybe 10 years later, it will get a sort of mini-renaissance like how MGR is seeing right now. Like, if you've noticed, Metal Gear Rising is, is back in popular sphere. People are like, hey, I love this game. It's so funny. Yeah. And maybe Strangers of, of Paradise will get that. But... Its combat system will be loaded, absolutely. Like when people are, will be saying, "What's the FF with the best combat system?" Strangers of Paradise will be there in the conversation, unless FF16 really delivers in that regard. But Strangers of Paradise's combat is what it will be remembered for only. Okay, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. That, that's think, my my take. Do you think on this it. game is going to sell pretty well? Or like just no more, no more creating I think, more numbers. I think it won't sell terribly. I think you know people are trying to meme it into super high status, and that won't work. It's not going to sell like five million copies, but it it will. I think it will do well enough for its budget. Of course, Square Enix will say it underperformed because everything <laughs> underperforms according to Square Enix. But yeah, it'll be fine. All right, that's 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 interesting. That's interesting. I like I like I like the game a lot. Like, mm, it's <laughs> it's it, it's good fun. Like I've said, it's a bit ridiculous, but just playing the game itself is very satisfying. Especially as an FF fan, you're like, wow, all these jobs, which I saw in like FF five or something. This is how they are in three D. This is my dream come true. I'm playing as my FF job in a 3D space and it's playing old FF music in the background in an FF-inspired stage. If if you're like that and you're not one of those stuck-up people who's like, oh, I need FF to be this, I need FF to be that, then you're going to have a good time. And, and most people are, so that's, <laughs> so that's good. Um, yeah. I also just wanted to talk about like what was kind of announced the state of play and it's the state of play t- tonight, right? Is it yeah, but it's tonight. It's tonight in a few hours. So as a time of recording, it's tonight. As a time of release, it'll be yesterday. Yeah. So this is t- tonight or whatever is focusing on Hogwarts Legacy, which I have very complicated feelings about. Yes. You know, so, I'm so I'm so happy that I'm not a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> Man, like I have wanted a Harry Potter big budget RPG for ever since I saw like Chamber of Secrets in the cinema. I was like, this is it's just ripe for that. And my main thing was always just don't make it, don't attach it to the films. 
just the the and they haven't which is which is when it was when it leaked that time i was like oh please be real please be real and it is real and what didn't help was obviously jk's existence and then also the whole allegations with the former director was it director or something um who stepped down as well that was a whole thing so like this game is just marred in extraneous external turbulence so um I'm, i i on the other hand i I've, i follow some of the other devs on twitter as well so I, I i see how excited they are to like finally show their game and how disappointed they were when all that stuff was going around it's like because it's like they've worked so hard and it's just external factors which are making things awful however i i I am almost 100% certain that that stuff is so insular. It's so... Uh, okay, not a small issue, but like the demographic worried about this, I don't think is big enough to hurt the game in any tangible way. I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be any proper backlash when the game eventually comes out. I'm very curious to see what the trailer or gameplay, whatever they'll show, reaction will be. <laughs> Yeah, and I, 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 I actually think this game will, will reveal well. I think that the marketing... Man, what a headache. What a, what a case study in marketing, right? Like, how do you market this? If you're the marketing manager of this game, what do you do? Like, do you just ignore all this stuff? Just like, it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do, or you maybe make a statement, which I think they already mm-hmm. did, where they said, hey, she's not involved. Even though she's making money through it. That's the actual bad part. Whenever somebody says, hey, she's making money when you buy this game. And it, it's really like, it ah, that stings. Yeah. It stings. It stings. Because, you know, you're, you're giving her money when she's saying those yeah, things. Because I'm super... I, honestly, I'm hyped for this game. I really do want to see it. I want to play it. I want to try it. I'm excited to, to get back into this universe. Um, it's t- Because... It's got nothing to do with her particular stories. I know that there's not going to be any of the weird stuff that she has uh, in it. Like the, the memes with the names. Uh, I'm so glad you don't know any of this stuff because it's quite bad. Um, but <laughs> I'm also excited for new people like yourself. Like what, like getting into this universe, which honestly is... There's a reason why it captured a whole... Like this... Harry Potter like, no, look, it, has millions. It's not. It's not that I've never watched Harry Potter. Listen, I've I've watched some of the. I think I've watched up to the fourth one, and I also know what happens in the fifth, sixth, and seventh ones by exposure and by family and my friends. So I'm not a Harry Potter noob, but I'm just not a fan. Like, yeah. So it's it's not going to be my first into the world for me. What will matter is if the game is good. Rather than me being interested in the IP, I guess that's the best way okay. to say it. Okay. Well, that's that's fair. That's fair. Speaking of other new releases, I don't know if you've oh. touched Gran Turismo. That came out, and I was like, man, if this game doesn't come out with any hitches, it's gonna be like super highly rated, which it was. But then the microtransactions were turned on after release, and they were mad. <laughs> yeah, and also it's also funny because like just like I think half an hour ago or an hour ago. They released an in-game update 
after the complaints which have made making money harder and not easier which is like what are you guys doing and it's very it's very weird because Sony's games usually don't have microtransactions but then you remember with Polyphony Digital are one of the Sony devs who have been given free reign to do whatever the heck they want yeah they're somehow immune to anything they just they just yoloing man like they they exist in their own space <laughs> i mean they really, i mean Gran Turismo always 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 sells well and Gran Turismo like i've said before is one of those weird things which like Minecraft is not like a video game like there's people who don't play video games who just play GT like Gran Turismo so it's yeah. like it's it's fine you know it's a simulator it has its own audience it's it's fine it's mm. super fine oh. interesting enough if we're going to talk about devs who are given their own free reign i think it's time to talk about here's something near and dear to your heart the initiative oh man <laughs> so so in case you don't know the initiative is microsoft's quadruple a studio i hate <laughs> that word but yes microsoft basically the idea behind the initiative was that they're going to get talented developers from other studios in the most competitive gaming area in the world which is i believe california you get talented devs from there offer them much higher salaries and offer them a lot of creative control and tell them hey we're building a studio so that's one and another thing is they also wanted their approach to be similar to valves in that they wanted it to be sort of a small team so it's a small team of super creative people with a lot of power control and then they just get to make whatever they want unfortunately the realities of game development caught up with them and re- and they realized that hey you can't be a team of 50 people and make a triple a game so they had a few internal conflicts a person here a person there they fought this and that and then they seem to have settled on a direction they're going which is good it looks like we're only getting the details now but it's like they already decided that the game will basically be headed by Crystal Dynamics Square Enix is Crystal Dynamics their game is perfect dark so Crystal Dynamics will head the game and uh, the 50 or so core developers at from the initiative will basically just give the general direction. So that's fine enough for Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark will probably take a while to come out, but what's interesting for me is after Perfect Dark, what happens? Like where Microsoft has given them free reign and they've seen the difficulties of trying to run like Valve but be a triple A studio. Where do you go after you release Perfect Dark? Where, like, for, what do they s- like even before perfect dark releases like if it even releases because to me it's still nebulous um first of all what even is perfect dark there's a lot riding on this obviously it's not like well it's crystal dynamics so we can assume it's probably just going to be an action adventure game. so yeah so previous perfect dark was a first person shooter like golden eye and then the sequel on the xbox was leaning a little bit into immersive sim territory not really though kind of it had like 
ability wheel stuff, but it was still very much a... I don't know if you remember the um, PS2 era James Bond games. Did you ever play those? They were very set-piece... No, man. Like, set-piece heavy um, corridor shooters. And Perfect Dark kind of felt like that with immersive sim elements, though. So it was a weird... It was a weird game. It was a weird game. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, as a fan of Cyberpunk and someone who likes the first Perfect Dark, I would like it very selfish bias point of view. Uh, but I would very much like it to be just a straight-up immersive sim. Give it to Arcane, man. Just give Perfect Dark to Arcane. Let Arcane make a Perfect Dark game. That's my perfect scenario. Uh... If they are making some sort of Tomb Raider thing, I think that works as well. Um, that's an easy bet. People will see a shiny lady with blue hair with awesome cyberpunk weapons and they'll get hyped. So that's that's fine. But is this game going to release? What's the direction? The fact that they've lost like most of their project leads just left. That's weird. And concerning, so I I don't know. No, like I've said, uh, those issues would be concerning if we hadn't if we had heard about them last year. But it feels like at a point where it's all sorted out. It's all sorted out already because they took the solution. The solution is hey, bring Crystal Dynamics to do it. Hey, we won't work like a Valve anymore. You know. They, it's, it's already solved. I feel like there's no need for panic right now because the issues have been sorted out, in my opinion. Like, yes, it is cons- it is not right when so many people leave, but if it's been sorted out, there's no need to panic at the moment unless something else happens again. The only problem is that, yes, the game will probably not be out for a while, maybe 24, 25. And this is the... I hate to be console warrior is here, but this is their Naughty Dog killer, right? Initiative is there. It's their Naughty Dog. It's supposed to be that. So, I wonder if Perfect Dark will release and be that caliber. I hope so. Yeah, but you see, the, the dynamics have changed because it's been, I don't know, it's been a few years since Perfect Dark was announced and Bethesda and Activision have been acquired, so, you know. When you've got 23 studios, you don't need a naughty dog, really. It helps. It really does. <laughs> but you don't. Uh, like, like I've said, you know, the fact that they were trying to make a triple game with 50 people, you know, try and preserve the feeling of, oh, we're indie-ish with just a small core and we can make a triple A game, that's, 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 that's a dream. Ken Levine studio is having the exact same problems. Like, you've got you've got to deal with the realities of game development. Adjust your scale. Man, speaking of Ken Levine's game, uh, they're also going through some issues there. That game has been in development. You know, it's funny. Like, I I tweet at Ken Levine like every year randomly when I remember that he apparently makes games. I tweet the same tweet. I'm like, hey man, are you still a game dev? And because <laughs> I really like Levine's games, but like, man, it sure has been a long time. Uh, it's been a few gen- it's it's been a few generations now. So whatever that game is, it better be some sort of banger. I I've heard from I think uh, 
uh, Alana Pierce has mentioned a couple of times that she's seen the game and played the game and apparently it's doing some really weird um, asynchronous multiplayer like stuff we've never seen before thing and that's probably what's holding it back which I can believe because I know that Levine always tries to push the envelope even like the design documents of like the first games that we worked on the system shocks and them uh, as innovative as those games are they are very much a dumbed down version of what the initial plan was so I think the problem here is that there's no one to tell him hey man uh, here's a date release it he's just been given free reign to like release it whenever and I think that's a problem so we'll see if and when that game does come out it's probably gonna push the envelope will it be good I at this point I don't think so but it's definitely gonna try push the envelope um, I'm, I'm curious to see what what it will be like yeah. it's you know, this is another thing it doesn't help that Ken Levine is a lunatic <laughs> so we'll see we'll see it, it will take time there's a lot of you know obviously pandemic hasn't helped but like there is a lot of stuff which you sit down and you realize, okay, you know what? Some stuff is going to take some time to come out. Ken Levine's game, The Initiative's game, Fable, who knows when that's coming out? Who knows when Naughty Dog's next game is coming out? Who knows? True, true. It, uh, it's, it, it's, it's fine. I think we're in a time where... Mm, there's more more stuff than ever to play. There's so much to play right now. 2022 has really started off strong, in my opinion. It has. I want to talk about some of the um, games that were um, shown recently. Uh, or delayed. At the set of Spoken. Play. Spoken. We saw more for Spoken. Oh, yeah, I, I... I will admit, for the first time, it looks not terrible. I don't know if it's just the previous trailers which just didn't sh show it well, but it finally looks like it's not going to suck, which is good. <laughs> uh, but before I forget, uh, for all our horror fans out there, Capcom showed us not Dino Crisis in what was clearly some sort of Dino Crisis spin-off thing and I, I think that okay it, so I'm, I'm caught in two minds here right it's like it's not dino crisis right but i think that leveraging the ip would be would do would be good for that ip like just to bring it back somehow back into like the discourse for people who never played that game but then as for like super hardcore fans of dino crisis would they be fine with having a Dino Crisis game that is completely nothing like Dino Crisis? I don't know. Did you play the game? Like, do no, you have any most Dino Crisis. Just... I've never played Dino Crisis, but the Dino Crisis fans I know on the timeline are not happy because it's like, first of all, Exo Prime was multiplayer only, so that's already something. For the most part, they aren't happy. They are just like, ah, not like this. And lots of people are looking at Exo Prime in isolation. Uh, don't hate it. They're like, wow, this is pretty interesting. A new IP from Capcom. But, you know, because of the Dino Crisis thing, it's like, you know, this is... 
excuse me, this is, it's tainted in a way. People won't look at it apart from, oh, this was the Dino Crisis bait and switch game. <laughs> it actually did look good. Like, you know my opinion on the four-player hit kill zombies thing. I'm just like, Jesus, how many of these are... But then, like, the Dino, it looked, you know what, it looks different. There we go. Of the four players, kill co-op kill hordes of something, Exoprimal looks different and it made it stand out and I remembered it and that says something. It's not red for or whatever. So um, yeah, that's it. I've only seen one cinematic trailer of Red Four. Red Four could be awesome gameplay. Who knows? Whatever. Let's we can only hope. Also Who knows? We'll JoJo's see. Bizarre Adventure. I uh Oster Battle, I think it's called. A fighting game. I have mm-hmm. played one JoJo's fighting game. Was this on PS2? I think it was on PS2 or PS3. Like, it's it's a JoJo's anime fighter. Um, I I I think that game is gonna sell really well. I was really shocked at... Look, it's a, this is a remaster of a PS3 game. Oh, it's of a PS3 game. that or... Yes, of a PS3 game that already had a controversy attached to it a long time ago that got patched. Do you remember this, by the way? No. So, uh, I, at first I thought it was a story mode, but then I confirmed it wasn't a story mode. So, this was big in Japan. So people in Japan bought the game and sold like a lot of copies day one. There was a mode, not the story mode, but a single player mode. And it had an energy system. You know what I mean when I mean when I say energy system, right? It had an energy system. Yes. It had an energy system. And the sales cratered and people returned their copies when they saw that. And eventually they patched it, I believe, but... For me, this will always be the game where it's like, oh, they put an energy system in a single-player game. That was peak. Like, what are you guys doing there? <laughs> to be fair, energy systems were, like, very common and very popular at the time. Um, but why put it in a single-player mode? <laughs> they looked at the mobile... It was in this peak uh, console games are dying era. Yes, it was. That's it's, it's just really upsetting that this happened. Now, obviously, this won't affect the remaster, but, you know, that's the only thing I can think of when I saw that game. <laughs> I, I think this game's going to sell well. I know it will sell well because the people who I saw excited for it were like, what the you, you watch JoJo's? What? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, JoJo is way bigger now than it was back then because I think by the time this game was coming out, it was like, the JoJo anime had just started, you know, like part one. Yeah. And now we're on part six, and now JoJo is a thing. So. Dude, I was watching the Giant Bomb so thing, obviously... and like, most of the Giant Bomb guys... Okay, obviously Giant Bomb, excuse me, they, they watch anime. They, they clown on it a little bit, but they watch anime. But like, I was like, how is the whole team... Like the whole, they know all the... Ca- what? And then even some of the IGN guys, who are not weebs, are talking about... like. Characters were flashing across the screen, and they were naming moves and naming characters. And I'm like, "Wow, this this IP is huge now." I guess I don't know. Netflix, uh, jo- Netflix, Jojo is a thing now. I don't know. Nah, man, Jojo got big. 
even before the Netflix part six thing. Like people are even upset that they dropped twelve episodes of season six and then just went. They've just been quiet for I think six like, months now. Yeah. Jojo's been big for a while. It's it's nice. It's nice to see. The game will be fine, I guess. Interestingly enough, it has ten more characters. They've said it will have ten more characters than what the final count in the PS3 version was. So maybe they're adding some characters. So, uh, nice to see, I guess. Nice to see. What else was in that state of play? There was a lot of Square Enix stuff that looked cheap, <laughs> like um, like uh, Diofeld Chronicles and Valkyrie Elysium. Now you know. I know a lot of people are mad about Valkyrie Elysium because it's supposedly a sequel to Valkyrie Profile. Now, hear me out. The reason Valkyrie Profile is called Valkyrie Profile is because you use a Valkyrie in a profile view. You know, the two D. <laughs> are you serious? That's the reason. That's actually why it's yes. That's that so is why it's called Valkyrie Profile. Now, look. The game is now 3D. Of course, it's not going to be Valkyrie Profile anymore, and you can't make a game in Profile anymore. So, I, I, I get why people are mad, especially because yes, the game looks cheap, but Square Enix seems to be allocating their budget very weirdly, and I'm happy that at least they're making this sort of game, you know, the double A games. Diafield Chronicles is a real-time strategy RPG, which is like, wow. After Triangle Strategy, they're making another strategy RPG. Triangle Strategy is very good, by the way. Just saying that. But yeah, it's very interesting that Square is doing all this double-A stuff. And the state of play is where they said, we're going to dump a bunch of this double-A stuff in. You know, I I looked at most of that. I'm like, I, I still, um, this year, um, Final Fantasy Tactics is on my... I'm, I'm playing that this year. Like, I've seen too much and heard too much good stuff about it that I have to play it. And I know that once I do play it, I'm going to start seeking out the other games like it, which I think Valkyrie... Um, I was going to say Profile. What was this one called? I was going to say Valkyrie Elysium. Valkyrie Elysium. It's Elysium, yes. It's Elysium, Elysium. yeah. Valkyrie Elysium. I, I'm probably going to be interested in, in a Valkyrie Elysium. So, I, I'm glad it showed. I'm, I'm, I, they... The games clearly have an audience, clearly. So, um, yeah, looking looking forward to seeing how that how that will be received. The game that I that raised my eyebrows the most at that state of play was a game called Trick to Yomi. Uh, it is a samurai game. That's what like it, it's a three D game, but it's in a two D two D plane, <laughs> I guess. Uh, it's black and white. Two point five D. Yeah, two point five D. It's black and white, uh, and it has a stellar cast. Uh, it's an action game, I guess. Side scrolling beat 'em up. I don't know how to describe it, um, but it looks good. It looks right up my alley. I to be coming to Game Pass too. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So. There's that. Gonna add that to my uh, <laughs> to my list of games that I'm definitely gonna play. Yeah, that that, that looked really cool to me. Just like from a, a visual point of view, I was like, that that it's impressive. It's impressive. 
Yeah, that state of play was was low key, low key as all states of play are, unless they're dedicated. If you know what you expect out of the state of play, you shouldn't be disappointed. I pretty much knew when they said it's Japanese publishers. I knew that oh, it's going to be low quality, low, low, not low quality, low budget Japanese games most likely because high budget Japanese games will be saved for showcases. So yeah, it, it, it's all right. I think it was a decent showing. Usually, when there are too many indie games or too many star, too many Western low budget games, it won't catch my attention because obviously I've got my preferences. But like, yeah, I, I, I was okay with that show. Um, I think that's pretty much everything that I, uh, I guess, wanted to talk about. I'm obviously grinding through Elden Ring, and. Uh, Tunic, which I thought was gonna be a palette cleanser, but is also a Souls game. God. Uh, yeah. Um, what are you playing now that you've beaten Strangers of Paradise? Well, I don't know because I beat Strangers of Paradise. <laughs> I think twenty minutes before we started recording. <laughs> so I'm thinking either I do another run of Elden Ring Jeez. or I start. Or I do Strangers of Paradise on a higher difficulty. I'll see if I if I'm not feeling the higher difficulty. I'll just do another round of Elden. Did you finish Mass Effect? No, you didn't. <laughs> Wait, were you playing OG Mass Effect or are you playing the uh, Legendary Edition? Man, and that's still bounced you off. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. I could I couldn't do it, man. Anyway, let's stop talking about Mass Effect. I think, guys, we have talked about everything for this episode. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next time. <laughs>